This is The Podlight, a podcast by San Jose Spotlight dedicated to independent political and business reporting. I'm your host, editor Nick Preciado. On today's show, we'll be discussing efforts to close Reed Hillview Airport in East San Jose, as well as the recall against Governor Gavin Newsom. Calls to close a small airport in East San Jose have intensified in recent weeks following the release of a study that examined blood lead levels of children in the surrounding area. While the study found that a small percentage of participating youth have elevated blood levels, an analysis by San Jose Spotlight shows the overall results are consistent with the state average. Here to talk more about this is reporter Lloyd Alabon. Hey, Lloyd. Hi. So, Lloyd, give us some background on this. How long have people been calling for the closure of Reed Hillview Airport? Oh, yes, absolutely. So activists have been calling for the closure of Reed Hillview for uh, a while now, uh, some as far back as the 80s. Congresswoman Zoe Lofgren, who was a supervisor in the 80s, was one of the first officials to call for the airport's closure. And uh, Blanc Alvarado, who was on the board of supervisors in the mid-90s, started uh, some of the earliest uh, formal efforts to shut down the airport. And uh, most recently, in 2018, uh, the supervisors voted to begin the process to completely close the airport, including turning down grant money from the federal government. Uh, And last year, the board commissioned a study to look at lead levels uh, among children living near the airport. Yes. Now, let's talk about that lead survey. Uh, so the results came out not long ago, maybe a couple weeks ago. What were the main takeaways of that study? Yeah, so the study concluded that the leaded fuel used by the single-piston engines that fly in and out of the airport was contributing to elevated blood levels in children living around the airport. So that the study looked at 17,000 blood samples from children who lived within a mile and a half of the airport from 2011 to 2020 and found that a small percentage of youth under 18 showed elevated lead levels in their blood. Uh, One of our earlier reports showed that levels were consistent with the state average. Uh, And uh, doctors addressed this on on Monday, uh, saying that on Tuesday, noting that both in the study and earlier that there is no safe level in lead in children's blood, uh, period. Lead poisoning, they say, is connected to lower IQ, lower cognitive achievement, and lower academic achievement, uh, both according to the county's doctors and years of research on lead. Mm, thank you for that breakdown. And I, I'd also just like to note that I, I think it's also that the, the kids who are closer to the airport or in closer proximity to the airport in that 1.5 mile radius have higher levels of exposure. I believe uh, children ages one to five, uh, about a half mile from the airport, it was about 2.9% of the children surveyed. Uh, so that's definitely a little higher than what the study paints, uh, given that it looks at ages zero to 18. Uh, but that is consistent. I mean, it makes sense that being closer to the airport, if this lead poisoning or lead toxicity is happening from this leaded fuel, uh, it would make sense for kids closer to the airport to have higher levels. And um, let's talk about the meeting that happened this week. So county supervisors took action earlier this week to alleviate the issue of lead exposure. What did they decide? Yeah, so uh, they looked at the lead study and they had a couple of the doctors who were involved in the study uh, at that meeting, uh, giving presentations. Uh, so they looked at that lead study, uh, plus the fact that the airport is located in, in East San Jose, which uh, 
as we know, is a minority majority neighborhood and uh, low income neighborhood. Uh, and it, they look at the data and, and public comment as well, and they voted to pursue a quicker closure of the airport. So uh, the FAA has told the county that 2031 is the earliest it can close the airport due to uh, grant obligations, uh, according to an agreement with the FAA and, and the airport. And the FAA has repeatedly said that it doesn't want the airport uh, to be closed. Uh, the supervisors, uh, however, say that they want the airport closed much sooner. Uh, and, th- and that's what they voted on on early Wednesday morning and are anticipating legal challenges from the FAA as they push to do so. Uh, uh, in the meantime, the supervisors voted to ban the sale of all leaded fuel at the airport. Uh, some supervisors, including uh, Cindy Chavez, who's been pushing to close the airport. So Board President Mike Wasserman stressed that, uh, quote, the airport is not the enemy, uh, unquote, saying that removing leaded fuel will solve the problem of uh, lead poisoning, uh, while uh, other supervisors, including uh, Supervisor uh, Cindy Chavez uh, say that they, they've cited the results of the study and, and say that a lot of the damage has been done and they want to obviously close the airport completely. And this comes uh, a day after the Community Airport Partnership for Safe Operation, a group that operates out of the airport, announced that Reed Hillview's planes, if they're able to, We'll switch to unleaded fuel. Now, I want to go back to something that you mentioned here with this meeting. It seems that there are two threads really now that are taking shape. There's some people who want the airport to close completely, and there are others who feel like the lead problem could be taken care of just by replacing the leaded fuel with unleaded fuel. Now, there were a lot of public commenters at that meeting the other night. We were both up late covering it well past midnight. Uh, At one point, I know that Wasserman brought up that there were like 250 callers still waiting to speak. And that was at like 8.30, maybe a little before. So I'd just like to go over what residents are saying about this. What are they saying about closing the airport? Or are they in support of this unleaded fuel? What what did we hear at the meeting? Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, there there was a lot of public comments on Tuesday stretched into Wednesday morning. Um, and the major, majority of them who were uh, East San Jose residents who lived uh, within that mile and a half radius uh, of the airport that the study looked at, they were in favor of closing the airport, saying that it was an environmental justice issue and a racial uh, justice issue. Um, one caller framed it as a fight between quote, poor people's health and rich people's privilege, unquote. And uh, some of them commented that switching to unleaded fuel was a good step, but it wouldn't address the children from previous generations who uh, they believe have already been poisoned. Uh, Those in favor of keeping the airport open said that the county was moving too quickly, considering that unleaded fuel was adopted by the airport just over the weekend, which is just a few days before the vote. And they wanted to keep the airport open to see if lead levels would decrease. Uh, there are a few pilots and pilot students who were concerned uh, at the meeting that the airport's closure would mean they wouldn't have access to flight school 
And some residents who were concerned that without the airport, that there wouldn't be reliable disaster relief for wildfires. Now, that, that last point about disaster relief is something that the county fire department uh, disputed earlier this month at a, a news conference earlier this month, saying that most relief efforts are based out of Hollister and not Reed Hillview. Yes, I remember that. I think it had something to do, or at least partially something to do with the length of the runway. And I know that CAL FIRE has their uh, air attack base there at the Hollister Municipal Airport. Um, so final question here, I want to go back to this uh, question about unleaded fuel on the planes at the airport. Uh, the planes at Reed Hillview tend to be smaller general aviation aircraft. Are they all going to be able to switch over to unleaded fuel? Well, uh, not right away. Uh, not every single plane is able to run the uh, unleaded fuel, the 94-octane unleaded fuel, uh, as uh, its uh, official name. And not every single plane at Reed Hillview can run on that 94-octane unleaded fuel either. Uh, while I was at the airport, I, I spoke to a couple of flight school owners there. Uh, one of them said that all his planes would be able to run on the unleaded fuel, and he's already made switch to 100% of his fleet. Uh, switching to that fuel. But he says that around uh, 80% or so, that, that was a rough estimate from him, uh, that of the planes are able to run on it, uh, leaving the rest using the current fuel, uh, which is leaded. Uh, right now, there's only one company in the U.S. that makes uh, 94 unleaded, uh, which is based in Indiana. So uh, for the rest of the planes that run on more premium fuel uh, and leaded fuel, uh, pilots and the airport say that uh, unleaded fuel for all the planes is uh, under development. Uh, now, the, the county on Wednesday morning, they put a hard date to ban leaded fuel for December 31st. So it'll be interesting to see what the airport will do in the next four months to make sure all planes run on 94 unleaded, you know, considering that right now, not every single plane at the airport can do so. San Jose Spotlight is a community-supported, nonprofit news organization fueled by readers and listeners like you. You can support our work by becoming a sustaining member with a monthly or annual donation on our website. In less than a month, Governor Gavin Newsom could be out of the job. Newsom faces a recall election following widespread criticism of his handling of the COVID-19 pandemic. He recently stopped in San Jose to encourage locals to cast their votes against the recall. Here to talk more about this is freelance reporter Sonia Herrera. Hey, Sonia. Hi there, Nick. So let's start with a little background on this recall. When did recall efforts start and what spurred them on? Yeah, well, the pandemic definitely played a large role in this latest recall effort. Um, I think there have been a few recall efforts against Newsom, but this one, this successful one, started during the pandemic. Um, the organizers, they were required to submit about 1.5 million signatures by March 17th, um, but they ended up submitting more than 2 million and then 1.7 million of them were determined to be valid. So, um, you know, a lot of people were motivated and disappointed in Newsom for how we led the state during the pandemic, especially with the school closures. Um, and a major triggering event was the French laundry incident where he was recorded at a 
famous Napa restaurant, the French Laundry dining without a mask. So um, it's a variety of things, but uh, it's largely centering around the pandemic response. I see. Thank you for bringing us up to speed on that. Now, with this recall election, there are about 46 candidates competing for the job if California's uh, California voters decide to recall Newsom. Uh, who are the standouts in the race? Yeah, so there's about um, three or four candidates that are really near the top at this point. Um, the top candidate right now is talk radio host Larry Elder. Um, he's the leading candidate in the race so far opposite Newsom. Um, he's most closely identified as a libertarian, which some kind of consider to be like right of conservative. Um, and he's against gun control and the minimum wage. Um, and John Cox is a businessman, and he was the Republican nominee for governor in 2018. He has also spoken against the minimum wage, and he would look to cut state income taxes. Um, then Kevin Falconer is another Republican candidate. He's the former mayor of San Diego, and he's proposed cutting the state income tax to 0% for people making less than 50000 Um, And he's also encouraged people to get vaccinated. Um, and the last, uh, the next coming up is a Democratic candidate. He's a 29-year-old financial advice YouTuber named Kevin Pafras. And um, he's the most prominent Democratic candidate opposing Newsom right now. He believes also believes in cutting state income taxes. So it's kind of a theme among the candidates, it seems. Yeah, interesting. Now, Newsom was in San Jose earlier this week to encourage residents to vote against the recall election. Uh, you were there when he spoke. Let's listen to some of what he had to say. Guy on the other side of this question, question two, one is overwhelmingly winning, doesn't believe in a minimum wage, thinks it should be zero dollars, doesn't believe in a woman's right to choose, doesn't believe in an assault weapons ban. And Mr. Mayor, how offensive is that here in Santa Clara County, ravaged by weapons of war? So, Sonia, let's talk about this a little bit. Who is he referring to here? Which candidate is this? So that would be Larry Elder, uh, who has been the most widely covered of the candidates, um, particularly because of his career as a radio host. Um, and so, you know, um, Elder has said that he believes abortion is mur murder and that it should be up to individual states to set rules on abortion. So he opposes the Roe versus Wade decision from the 1970s. Um, and he does also oppose gun control and the minimum wage. And he's stated that um, many times throughout his various platforms. And I, I want to touch on something here. He is that he doesn't believe in the minimum wage is what Newsom said. Is that correct? He doesn't believe in any minimum wage? Exactly. He doesn't believe there should be a minimum wage. Um, in his words, he said that the, the minimum wage should be zero dollars. Um, but he has also said that he would not, you know, try to, uh, you know, take away the minimum wage. He wouldn't take any action against the minimum wage. But his, um, you know, his uh, political stance is that he, you know, he's against there being a minimum wage at all. I see. And now I also know Newsom said that um, this guy opposes an assault weapons ban. He references Santa Clara County ravaged by weapons of war. I believe he's referring to the May 26th mass shooting that occurred at the VTA light rail yard in downtown San Jose. Uh, as well as the recently overturned assault weapons ban in California, which I know Newsom spoke out against, as well as Mayor Sam Licardo. Both of them have been in communication, and Licardo's been pushing some local gun control measures here in the city. 
Yeah, that's kind of interesting, too, because, um, you know, I, I don't really understand personally what exactly an assault weapons ban, what weapons it's specifically referring to. I do know that the shooter used nine millimeter pistols. Um, and then, yes, we did have that federal judge overturn the state's assault weapons ban on June 4th. But now that ruling has been put on hold in federal appeals court. So it's still a contentious issue. The federal courts are kind of hitting this back and forth. Um, but, you know, the fact that, um, you know, uh, poses a, a gun control is a, a major issue in this state. Yeah. And now Newsom also touched on um, what he calls Trumpism. It's a fairly common term, I guess, in this day and age. Let's hear what he had to say about that. We thought the last election, we all said it, this is the most important election in our lifetime. And that was true in November with Trump. But we defeated Trump. We did not defeat Trumpism. Trumpism is alive and well all across this country, and yes, even here in the great state of California. Now, Newsom went toe-to-toe with Trump several times during the presidency, uh, most notably over wildfires and uh, requesting federal assistance in fighting these wildfires. But I want to touch on this aspect Newsom here is mentioning, Trumpism. Trumpism is alive and well all across this country, and yes, even here in the great state of California is what he said. Of these candidates, I mean, does that have any weight for these people running for his seat? Well, it does seem to be a more prevalent um, support for Trump does seem to be more prevalent among the Republican candidates here. So Larry Elder supports Trump, you know, unequivocally, it seems. Um, then uh, Kevin Falconer voted for Trump in 2020. John Cox did not vote for Trump in 2016, yet he did welcome Trump's support in the 2018 gubernatorial race. So when John Cox was uh, running against Newsom that year, uh, Trump uh, gave support to Cox and Cox uh, received it uh, warmly. Um, but uh, Kevin Pafras, um does not support Trump. He's a Democrat and he does not show support for Trump. So it's sort of it's sort of mixed. I mean, the Republicans are friendly toward Trump. Um, they're not necessarily uh, in, in the exact same mold as Trump, although Larry Elder might be more similar. Um, and yeah, in terms of Trumpism, um, I think, you know, Newsom was referring to sort of this culture of, uh, you know, um, uh, of intolerance toward other ideas and also um, an intolerance for uh, COVID mandates and mask mandates in general. Hmm, seems to be intolerance in general. Now, he also talked about COVID-19 and what he called the COVID cliff. Let's hear what Newsom had to say about that. We do not want to go off that COVID cliff. That's on the ballot. This COVID cliff, we can go off just like Florida, just like Missouri, just like Texas, just like all these other states. Trust me. At the end of the day, that's the power we have to reject that approach and to reinforce the sound approach of a state that I think truly does represent the best of American values. Now, Newsom here, I think, is talking about California's response to the COVID pandemic and the Delta variant rising in other states, like he mentioned, Florida and Missouri and Texas. I'd like to bring up some local numbers here just really quickly. As of our recording this week, the seven-day rolling average of new cases in Santa Clara County is 309. Cumulatively, there have been 128,862 cases since the start of the pandemic in March 2020. As far as deaths go, cumulatively, that's been about 1,716 deaths from COVID-19 over the entire course of the pandemic. That's a little over a year, getting into a year and a half now. What do these candidates running for Newsom's seat have to say about COVID? I know that some of them have mentioned trying to reopen the economy to pre-pandemic times. 
Yeah. So, um, you know, a lot of the candidates, including Kevin Paffrath, the Democrat, are against um, certain mandates. Um, so, for example, um, Kevin Paffrath has said that um, individual businesses should decide for themselves whether or not they want to have vaccine or mask mandates. Um, so mask mandates, of course, are uh, in effect back here in Santa Clara County. Um, and John Cox would rescind mask mandates. He opposes vaccine and testing requirements for teachers. Um, and Kevin Falconer is in favor of vaccines. He himself and his family are vaccinated, but not in favor of vaccine mandates. And Larry Elder disagrees with vaccine mandates, and he has promised to undo the state's vaccine requirements. So, um, you know, a lot of these candidates, including the Democratic candidate, um, are against mandates uh, for certain types of COVID protections. Wow. So it seems like there is definitely a lot at stake, not just politically, but from a health perspective as well. That's it for this episode of The Podlight, a podcast produced by San Jose Spotlight, the city's first nonprofit news organization dedicated to independent reporting. I'm editor Nick Preciado. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.